Hello and welcome back to the ESPN Music Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Dopp. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am in studio with one of my favorite bands of all time. And I don't say that to everybody. I promise you that. Uh, Further Seems Forever. How are you guys doing today? Howdy. Good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And I don't believe you. <laughs> Listen, but we'll, but we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm really excited. I've had we've had a lot of people come through, a lot of really big names. This one ranks right up there with David Bazan for me. So I'm really stoked to be Aww. able to have you guys in studio. You're too kind. Right now, you're out with Jason Gleason, who is one of your singers. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a way to say it. To <laughs> that's some way to put it. Uh, you've been doing some shows. You did some stuff on the West Coast, correct, for a little bit. Did yeah, some yeah. things here in the East Coast for a little bit. Sort of celebrating the How to Start a Fire Absolutely. release back from 2003. And in March, we did, we actually did Southeast, Atlanta, Florida, Texas, and then ended in California. And it was great. And, you know, we, Northeast, we've been trying to play periodically the last couple of years, and weather has prevented us yeah. from doing so. So we're figuring the end of July has to be the most benign month to uh, <laughs> not be affected by the elements. So. Right. Although I heard a hurricane's a brewing right now. Oh, no. it, it is hurricane. That's the one thing I was worried about. <laughs> yeah. but that's so, for South Florida, right? You guys are... And it's a good segue for the U. Big Florida ties here. Give me a breakdown of what you guys follow, because you're actually a, a decently big sports band. So let's start with Steve. None of us are originally from South Florida, ironically. But okay. We're based... Based out of... Wanted up being based there. But. Sure. I'm originally from Virginia, Northern Virginia. So Washington Redskins is my main heritage from birth through my dad. And then uh, so Washington Redskins, number one. And then after moving down to Florida, dating back before uh, to the Alonzo Morning, Tim Hardaway days, oh, Miami wow. Heat fan, yeah. basketball-wise. So that's really my two allegiances, the Redskins and the Heat. Okay. Um, yeah, there's other teams. You know, I, you know, I'd like to see the Dolphins do well, obviously. But, sure. Yeah, so I'm originally from Colorado, so I'm a Broncos fan. Not a bandwagon jumper. Right. <laughs> Just saying. Like a legit Broncos I'm fan. legitimate. I can vouch for that. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so them and the Dolphins, I've lived most of my life in South Florida, grew up going to Dolphins games, uh, so Dolphins for sure. More Broncos than Dolphins? When the Broncos um, play the Dolphins, who do you root for? It's a tough one. I, I I actually root for the team that has a better chance to move further in the season. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but it, I like having two teams because it doesn't make me so depressed. <laughs> so, there's always there's always hope. <laughs> yeah. So that the Heat, of course. Um, I actually didn't really watch a whole lot of basketball growing up, but kind of. Got into the heat, like Steve said, when they were, uh, you know, the Alonzo Morning, Tim Hardaway days. Um, and hockey, I'm a big hockey fan. Um, we didn't have a team when I was growing up in South Florida, so I actually was a Blackhawks fan. Yet again, not a bandwagon jumper. Sure. I'm just going to say. You couldn't have picked a better team, though? Yeah. You had your glory days. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you're not even – aren't you upset that they – took you guys out of the conference yeah i was a little bit bummed by that it's absolutely a rivalry because he likes the red team i can't even say their name <laughs> wow but uh yeah so and then i like the panthers as well too yeah when okay. they started i was really excited to have a hockey team down in south florida heck yeah yeah nice jason what about you 
I'm born and raised Minnesotan, so uh, Vikings, Skull, the Twins, Timberwolves. I never really watched basketball that much. Uh, I've been to a bunch of Timberwolves games because you can pick up tickets for like 35 cents or so. Right. That's um, And uh, the Minnesota North Stars. Right. Right. The North Stars. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The North Stars. Yeah. Not the Wild. Not the Wild. <clears throat> okay. Because the North Stars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I just want to make sure everyone's paying attention. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Derek, what about you? So I grew up in New Jersey. Oh, wait, we can't, you want to go to a commercial break? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Before you list his team, his despicable team. Well, first of all, I grew up in New Jersey, so it makes no sense that I'm a Cowboys fan, but I am a Cowboys fan. Right. <laughs> Killing me. Uh, and that's why Steve and I hate each other because he's a Redskins fan. So, How'd you pick the Cowboys if you grew up in New Jersey? Uh, you know, it's just – no, not a bandwagon. It's Crush just, I don't Troy know, Oakland. a little, little kid thing, you know, I just – Watching football and I don't know the Cowboys for some reason. We, we, we do both agree to hate the Eagles. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's that is definitely true. Common ground. Uh, and then I have a soft spot for the Yankees because I used to go to the Yankees games as a kid. But I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. I'm a Heat fan. I moved to Florida when I was 16. Right. So I'm Heat fan, which I take a lot, a lot of grief for in Illinois, where I live right now. Sure. So. So you're a Cowboys fan, a Yankees fan, and a Heat fan. Although yeah, you do have much. Dwayne Wade up there now. So. Yeah, but they're Unfor- not even happy about that up there. Yeah. They, they hate the heat up there, so, you know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys do fantasy sports at all? I mean, I, I know, Steve, we've talked about it a little bit, but does the rest of the band, you guys, season-long fantasy players, football, baseball, daily fantasy? Yeah, I mean, uh, Steve and I do a league together um, with some friends of ours. I don't, I don't know if I can say the name of the league. You can say it. Uh, you might I'm, you might have to use the dump button. Sure. <laughs> it's called uh, Leave. Oh, no, that's the name of my team. <laughs> From RoboCop, you know? Yep, yep. The name, oh, it's No Crying in Football. Oh, yeah. That's the league. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I won't have to I'm dump definitely, that. I'm definitely not allowed to say my name. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I've, I've been doing fantasy football since, like, 99. Um Steve started doing it maybe what five years ago, probably give or take five or six years ago with the drafted leagues. Yep, and now yeah. daily fantasies for like the last three or four years, and that's become a legitimate supplemental income. Once I figured out, you know, how certain sites work and stuff. Yeah, so that's been a a thing for you. Yeah, DFS season long. DFS, you never have to worry about injuries. You know, drafted league, it's like you could have a great team and then a couple of your ace players go down for the year and then you're screwed. You know? Yeah, but that's also what makes it fun. But I, uh, it's just football. I don't play any other fantasy, fantasy sports because it's just a lot of time, you know. These guys that play, like, fantasy baseball, I'm like, how do you do it? It's nuts. It's insane. I am in a fantasy baseball league. Wow. And it is grueling. so hard. Injury and reports every day. Every day. Well, and we have it set for a weekly lineup, so it's not every. So that makes it easier. How unless a guy gets hurt on like Monday, and then he just doesn't get any stats for the entire week, which is terrible. But uh, fantasy football, I feel like, is just the most inviting to everybody because even if you're not a huge football fan, it's an easy way to get in, and you're basically just looking at the Sunday games if you want to break it down to you know to be that simple. And it's just finding fun players that you want to watch. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. uh, it gets a lot of crap for people, you know, saying that fantasy is ruining the NFL because there aren't allegiances to teams and stuff like that anymore. But I, 
I feel like I just love I love my team just as much. But then there are pockets of players where it's like I lo- I'm excited to watch. I would never watch a Steelers game, yeah. but because I have Antonio Brown, now I want to watch a Steelers game. So I feel yeah. like it's actually enhanced my love of football. I couldn't I, agree I, more. I totally every game, agree. every game matters. Yeah, in essence, yep. from a fantasy perspective, so which is fantastic. Jason, Derek, do you guys do any kind of fantasy stuff? No, I don't. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I haven't played fantasy football in a couple seasons, really, just because of time. You gotta have the time to do it, you know. Yep. Uh, I tried playing fantasy baseball one year, and I was like, "This is insane!" Like, you literally have to just live on your phone or your laptop, and like, every but all injury reports daily: who's playing, who's in the lineup. Who's, it's just, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. That's fair. Um, I may play fantasy football again this year. I, I didn't. I'd enjoy it. Okay. Back to the fall. I just. You know, it's really it's really just a time thing for me. You know, yeah, Have, having the time to invest in it. Uh, I do watch a lot of football, um, so yeah, maybe I'll play again this year. Okay, that's fair. And I can't say my team name. Oh, I absolutely cannot. <laughs> interesting, interesting team names that we have going on here. All right, nothing wrong with that. It's we don't play for money. It's just bragging rights, right? So for the drafted league, yeah. Is this? Gotta, yeah, you gotta insult. <laughs> are are these band insulting. band leagues like you know? Is it just friends or like a bunch of the bands that you play with? No, these are just friends. A friends. lot of guys we've just known. Like it's random too. Like there's a guy I used to work with that's in the league that I haven't talked to in like ten years, but he still plays every <laughs> every season. I'm like, okay, we're on Yahoo. <laughs> as far as there's no crying in football, it's a ten team league. And I know, like, about five or six of us are in regular contact. And then there's a couple of random guys that. Yeah, we have, know. like, a friend. He lives in Greece and he plays. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he talks a lot of smack. He does. <laughs> That's got to be tough He's for really him. I wonder what time he has to get up to look at the lineup to make sure that, like, what the time difference is for the Sunday games. Yeah. He always has an issue when we're drafting. Right. Like we have oh, I can't draft that day. His schedule. <laughs> yeah. So annoying. When you guys have gone out on tour, is sports one of those things that, like, some of the other bands, you'll you'll find that you'll either talk sports or in between you're waiting to go on, you're watching a game, or afterwards you're at a bar watching a game. Is that something that you have found that you know you can connect with another band on, even if you don't connect on many other levels? Yeah, I I think so for sure. We've definitely done some things. We went to some baseball, like we went to Camden Yards the other night. Um, we, uh, yeah, I mean, we do text threads too. Which is nice. Even yeah, yeah. Even with our other singer Chris, we will like uh, whenever some news story breaks that where it's a team that we're all affiliated with, keeping up with. Well, <clears throat> just a, a random like out of nowhere, we may not have spoken in like four months, and then all of a sudden like a sports headline, and we have a group thread going. So that's awesome. <laughs> it's funny that way. Do you guys do a lot of games in person, or are you more like I want to sit at home and I want to watch it on the couch? I'm more of the couch guy. I, I like going to hockey games though. Um, because it's not blistering hot in South Florida there. That's fair. I mean, I like go, I go to a Dolphins game probably once a year, um, and that that's pretty much it. I like watching at home, though. I like watching with my kids and stuff. My yeah. son likes it. So I love live basketball games because there's so much going on. It's a great atmosphere usually. A couple heat games a year. I agree with Chad. I'm not a big hockey fan, but going live to hockey games is great. Feel it's a good experience. Absolutely, I've been I, catching. I, oops, there it is. it's all you, baby. I've been catching some Cubs games since you know I'm close by, so I've been nice. enjoying that a lot. 
Wrigley's incredible too. Such a cool field. Yeah. That's a great stadium. Good gum too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go see a, typically a couple games a year. I'll see the Vikings anytime. I, mean, I live in New Jersey now. Um, anytime the Vikings are playing the Jets or the Giants, I'm there. Um, I go to Jets games. I go to Giants games. Uh, I go see the Twins whenever they play with the Mets or the other team I'm not even going to mention. Um, can you dump that Jets thing? My, <laughs> sure. My least favorite team in all of sports. I can do that. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll go to a couple games. I'm actually going to see the Minnesota Vikings play the Carolina Panthers in September. Oh, wow. Which should be quite fun. Already have tickets uh, and everything. Uh, already have tickets and everything. It just so happens that uh, a very uh, cute girl... Uh, his father happens to be friends with a, a doctor for the Panthers, so we're gonna go. Wow! Hang out and that'll the, be fun, man. See the game with some cool seats, and maybe, Heck I'll, yeah. maybe I'll get to high five Teddy Bridgewater, and we'll see what happens. All right, I love Dan Levitard. I knew it. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater children's story. Right, amazing. So good, amazing idea. So <laughs> you guys have a, a big tie to our Miami affiliate. So like Levitard and Bamani Jones and like those are like guys that you yeah you you connect with them. <clears throat> yeah, Big I was able to meet Dan Levitard at a poker tournament that he was hosting at Dania Highlight, which is another rare sport you'll yep. probably only find in <laughs> South Florida. Right. And uh, yeah, he was a really cool guy. I got to you know spend a couple minutes talking with him and uh, it was fun. But yeah, I've always sort of enjoyed his show, dating back to even before ESPN, obviously with him. Yeah. So he's been on South Florida for I, like years. Had no idea that Highlight actually still existed. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's big time. No yeah. way. I don't know about big time. <laughs> right, but it's, it's, it does still exist somewhere. Extreme racquetball. All right, guys, we got to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more from the ESPN Music Podcast right after this. Back here on the ESPN Music Podcast, and speaking of others, the not as uh, notable sports, Steve, you do. I don't know as though it's a sport. Yes, it is <laughs> definitely a sport, but. I mean, it takes stamina. That's you, for sure. You are. Well, we should really. We should clarify what this is before we get too far. Away. <laughs> uh, you do a lot of video games, as in like arcade style games, correct? I have had a renaissance in the classic arcade game community. It's funny because we, Chad mentions this on stage last night, like anybody was going to care, but about the Mario Brothers thing, and right. it's like, a nobody believes it. Well, hold up. Tell, so tell us, so our listeners know. Tell us about the Mario Brothers thing. Oh. Uh, Mario Brothers just much like Miss Pac Man is. Oh, my my hitting the table. No, you're good. Making a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a couple games that I always I just was gravitated to when I was a young kid, and I used to live in arcades for a period of time in the '80s, dating me there. And um, I just there's a couple games that I just always would just go a long way on, and just really enjoyed the theme, the everything, the characters, the. Uh, the skill level that you had to achieve to get further in the game. And so um, basically after years of sort of being away from those games, the, the classic ones, uh, there's a couple of documentaries that came out around the 2007 time, like the King of Kong uh, featuring now a friend of mine, Billy Mitchell and high score and uh, a couple other ones. And it sort of resurrected or made this retro resurgence of uh, people uh, rediscovering these classic arcade titles. And so, you know, I was one of those, and I was just like, oh, you know what? I remember some games that I was really good at, and then all of a sudden, people in their, you know, thirties and guys and girls in their thirties and forties are now shooting for these world records, like almost looking 
backlogging, like, what is the world record in this game? Like, let's see if I can get that. And so I sort of did that with Mario. I, I achieved it January of 2015, and it was grueling. I, I hope no one ever breaks the record because I never want to have to go through that <laughs> Wait, again. So he didn't say he has the Guinness Book of World Record of Mario Brothers. For original Mario Brothers. Which original Mario The Brothers. catalyst to Super Mario Brothers. Right. It's a classic arcade cabinet, so it's arcade platform, not the home system. Right. And um, it's it's over 5 million. I'm the first person ever to score over 5 million points in that game. So I was com- contacted by Yimamoto, the creator no of way. Mario, of course. Oh, dude, Did some awesome. stories with Nintendo Life, Yahoo News, and so forth and so on. But yeah, it was an amazing achievement. It took a little, just slightly under six hours. Wow! So it's one credit. You have to record your game from beginning to end. But I, he actually started though on Miss Pac Man. Yeah, Miss Pac Man, the Turbo version of Miss Pac Man is my other game. I'm number three in the world, legitimately, uh, as far as Twin Galaxies and Guinness uh, ranked currently. A little more luck involved in achieving the world record in that because of fruit qualities that you can't predict that come out. During the course of the game, right? Fruit, fruit, fruit qualities. qualities. That's always that's a that's good name the, for that's the name of this episode. <laughs> nice and geeky. name of the episode. Fruit qualities. Nice and so geeky good. for you there. Wow. And I mean, so, all that's uh, all that's really impressive. But what level are you in Pokemon Go right now? <laughs> uh, you have to ask Chad. That no, one. that's but that's before our time. But they make <laughs> Steve's been making fun of me because I told my son when we were doing these shows, I'm like, I'll check for Pokemon. Right. Which reminds me. <laughs> so you he, he keeps using the excuses for his kid, <laughs> right? Right. That's the guys. So you, but legitimately, this is the first time I think that we've had a world record holder on the on the podcast. You are a world record holder. You rank like top three in Miss Pac Man. Yep. World record holder for Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. Is there anything else that you're really good at? I'm a well. I'm also. I also share the doubles world record in Mario Brothers with a friend of mine. His name is Stephen Boyer. He lives in. South Carolina, and we are actually practicing for Joust. Nice. Uh, maybe joust. In a, maybe wow. in a year or so, the doubles world record for Joust. We're sort of trying to undertake that when we have time, of course, which is what the problem is. Lately. How do you practice that? Like, do you have machines set up at your house or at his house, or do you just go to an arcade and? There's a program called Mame Hub that you can uh, download on your computer, and then basically it allows you to play with each other, even though you know you're in different parts of the country. And uh, it's just a piggyback off MAME. You know, a lot of people play the classic or they stream even classic arcade titles through an emulator. Yep. And uh, as a matter of fact, when I was doing the world record in Mario Brothers, I was actually streaming it on a Twitch channel I have. So it's twitch.tv slash Maximum Steve. But you can't. You can't. uh, The record has to be done on an actual machine, not a MAME. Yeah. Yeah. So we practice through MAME Hub. Actually, there is variations for MAME that you can have records on. The Twin Galaxies, Twin Galaxies is the arc- or is the uh, scorekeepers for Guinness. Okay, the arcade division of Guinness. So when you do this and you're actually recording it, do you like do you go to an arcade and tell all the six year olds like you're not allowed to play on this for the next six hours? There are no six year olds at an arcade. You're right. You're right. That's fair. <laughs> do you tell the other like thirty five year olds that they're not allowed exactly. to play? That's they're how like- it works. Where's Call of Duty? <laughs> yeah. Well, nowadays, you know, especially in the Northeast, you have these, um, you have a franchise called Barcade, and there's one in Philly, Jersey City, Williamsburg, and it's like a place where they have IPAs and micro brews and sort of brew their own stuff, and then they have classic arcade cabinets around the walls and pinball machines, and it's become pretty popular now with the 20s, 30s, 40s. Yeah, not the kids. Not the kids. So, which is fair. 
But no, I actually have the, the machine I did the world record on is in my house, actually. So Do you I, have then I, multiple I, machines in your house or just that one? I used to have a Miss Pac-Man and I sold it because uh, I'm friends with a guy who's in Fort Lauderdale who he's right down the street and he has like 60 or 70. He, he runs a business called Arcade Game Sales. Okay. So I figure if I want to play certain titles, I'll just go to the shop and turn the breaker on and play. Let me ask you this question. How do you convince somebody else that also lives in the house with you that you need to take up space with an arcade game? Well, I'm single, so well, okay, well, just, there you go. It's me, myself, <laughs> and I. Here's, maybe, here's, that's a, maybe that's a reason. <laughs> here's the real question. If you have to make that argument, do you really want to live with that's that That's a great question. You know what? Good answer, good answer. Yeah, I like it. So if people want to see you, you'll put stuff out either on Twitter or on Facebook with your Twitch stream if they're really into arcade stuff. So Yeah, no, people watch me stream when I do it all the time. There's online tournaments that happen throughout the year, and I actually, as a result of getting this record, I go to about three or four different arcade and pinball expos that I'm invited to. And I actually have, oh, you know what? I think I have a trading card. Got to give you that. <laughs> you have a trading card. Yes, he yes. does. It's, it's awesome. A, it's a, so, no mint, way. It's a oh, mint clear I think it's in my suitcase. I, have one. I have an autographed one. So I sign, I sign trading cards and I compete That's and interact. Incredible. Much like the music scene, I meet different people from all you know all over the country and the world. That some of these arcade uh, pinball expos, and it's awesome. It's fun. But in the music scene, they don't really breathe out of their mouth. Right. Yeah. Right. That's fair. <laughs> it's like two different communities. You know? Sure. Never the twain shall meet. Were you? Would you get more starstruck for not just for you, but for the whole band? Do you guys even care about other musicians anymore? And by oh, care about, I mean like, do you get starstruck by the musicians or? You know, of course. are you more starstruck by if you were to meet LeBron James or an athlete or something like that? Do you, because you live in the music world, I feel like you could become a little bit desensitized to stuff like that. Um, you know, athletes is a funny thing because living in South Florida, I'll, so many athletes live down there. So, like, I'll be in, like, line at, like, a restaurant and you'll see, like, like Chris Carter and Warren Sapp were like eating down the street. This barbecue place yeah. near where we live, and happened to run into them. Which so. is which is cool. Like I a mean, week before I came down to <laughs> right. Uh, Jason's a big. Chris Made Carter you take fan. me to that barbecue spot. I'm just going to sit here. Until right. Back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you'll see, guys. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just like anything. It depends on the impact they've had on your life. Like probably a musician's had more of an impact. You know. I mean, I've seen Dan Marino, and I'm like, oh, there's Dan Marino. I mean, I love him as a football player, but, you know, it probably doesn't have the same weight as, like, uh, you know, meeting Bono or something. Right. You know? Which is fair. We did run into Tony Hawk once on tour, and that was pretty That was pretty cool. We were pretty pretty excited about Derek that. Derek was. I, I've actually with him a long time ago no you did not yeah i did not know that well because i lived okay so i lived in texas for a while you're looking at the clock you're good <laughs> <laughs> i lived in texas for a while and i used to go to a skate park there called jeff phillips skate park and uh with uh some friends and they when birdhouse was first starting they would you know tour to these different skate parks and it was Tony Hawk, Jeremy Klein, and Willie Santos. They did a lock-in. So you just, you're locked in the skate park and you're just skating. You're just Dude. hanging out. I probably said the dumbest thing ever to Tony Hawk. <laughs> I, I was like, I thought it was awesome. I was like, hey, man, do you ever find Animal Chin? <laughs> and he just looked at me like, 
I think I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's Tony Hawk is one of those guys that I feel like he transcends his sport. Even if you're not into skateboarding, yeah. like you would always be stoked to meet Tony Hawk just because he's such a legend Tony in the world. Yeah. Even if you're not into it, which yeah, is, which is so true. cool. And I've heard he's a, a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being a really nice guy. So, yeah. I mean, I, so like skating was a big one for me because I grew up skating and, uh, like a couple of years ago, my wife uh, does these art shows where she raises money for um, orphans in Rwanda. And um, we have a friend in South Florida that's very uh, integral in the skating community. And he got uh, Steve Caballero to come and like show some of his artwork and hang out. And, you know, and that was like a pretty big deal. Like I was. You know, I played it cool, right? Obviously. Right, and it like such a awesome guy. You know, I, I think that kind of scene like always like spoke more to me because it, it was just um like normal guys. They they didn't put themselves on pedestals, most of them at least. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm sure, like a lot of athletes, you can tell just by the way they play. I mean, I know that's a generalization, but that's not a generalization. <laughs> That's just it's but, it's part of the a little bit of the culture. I mean, when you are you come up in high school and everybody is just stroking your ego because they know you're going to be the next whatever. Yeah. So you just kind of grow up. I I really don't feel like it's the athlete's fault when you're just that's just how you're treated from age 14 on. That you just get used to it. And so for yeah, you to be it's humble, a pretty girl. Right. Like a pretty girl's like, "Man, life is awesome everyone's so nice to me they open doors <laughs> yep. they buy me things i mean what is what are people complaining about yeah that's yeah. why i love athletes guys like for me as a lions fan i loved calvin johnson especially at a diva position at wide receiver yeah. mm-hmm. just such a humble guy nice dude and it's one of those things where to see an athlete like that makes me want to like you even more yes because you sure. don't have that attitude and you you don't come across you know, like a jerk. So I'll even concur as a Vikings fan, which is huge, <laughs> which is huge. <laughs> but no, I mean, like growing up in Minnesota, like I'm the same age as Joe Maurer, and I'll never forget. I mean, everybody knew who Joe Maurer was from high school, junior high. I mean, the guy was like an all-star football player. He yep. was an all-star baseball player. He played basketball. He played everything. Everybody in Minnesota that was my age knew Joe of Joe Maurer and. And his prowess, I guess, at all the sports. So when he got signed to the Twins, I mean, it was like a huge deal. But he's still like a man around town. Like people see him and, hey, what's up at the supermarket? Just a dude. Just a dude. See, that's that's what I want to hear. I mean, that's that's what I feel like it should be. Uh, which but is I rad. feel like I'd be more starstruck seeing Joe Maurer than like Bono. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got sunglasses on. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know, man. No? Don't get excited. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like Paul McCartney. That'd be like, oh my god, it's Paul McCartney. I know who I know who you'd be into. Who? Mick Fleetwood. I'd be more pumped about Peter Green. But yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. I you would know be. what? You're right, Chad. Fleetwood You're right. I, yeah. I would. I would definitely drool a little bit. So tell I me. I might try to high five him though. But I don't know. So you guys did this. We're going to transition just really quickly into a little bit of music stuff. Mm-hmm. So. We had, back in the day, we did The Moon Is Down. You guys did a reunion tour with that with Chris a couple of years ago. Uh, then you released How to Start a Fire with Jason, doing a reunion tour with that. Uh, then Hide Nothing came out with John Bunch. John just passed away, unfortunately, a little while ago. 
Um, and you guys are doing a few, a few hide nothing songs on this tour. After that, you guys also had Penny Black with Chris just asking. <laughs> yeah. Is anything else on the horizon potentially with somebody? I mean, we sort of just do things when, when everybody schedules a line. And sure. When We're playing tonight. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's nice to say, yeah, you know, but the fact is, is everybody's in different states and it's just, we never take anything off the table. We decided not to be uh, very, you know, uh, black and gray about every, or black and white about everything, you know, we don't have to be like, no, we're never doing it. You know, we we'll, we'll do it when we do it. Um, our writing process is really just slow. You know, it took us four years to do Penny Black, and that was with everyone living in the same city, yeah, and just having like, access to a studio like twenty four seven. So just ebbs and flows schedule yeah. wise. People, you know, most of the guys are married, family, even other careers. Yeah, so. Absolutely. But one thing recording-wise that should be on the horizon is a cover of our deceased singers, one of his previous band, uh, Sensefield song that, yes. uh, that so, we loved. So. Well, we're doing a – we're planning on – well, we started doing a cover of uh, so, a Sensefield song to raise money for his son. His family, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so That's we'll wrong. probably release that sometime coming up. Awesome. Make it downloadable and proceeds just go to his family. It's a song called Found You off the Killed for Less album from Sensefield, just for reference. But Fantastic. So tell me, we're running out of time now, but I want to hear, uh, Steve, we've talked a little bit about uh, a foundation here in West Hartford that I want to have you kind of tell our listeners about for those that are either, if you're in Connecticut or even if you're not, you know, to head to the website. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's called the Jordan Porco Foundation. Um Happen to be friends with Ernie Porco, his father. He's actually a client of mine with a car service that I uh, run down in South Florida. But uh, when he found out I was going to be doing the podcast, he asked if I wouldn't mind making mention because it's based in West Hartford. And uh, Jordan Porco was a son. He unfortunately committed suicide, I believe, five or six years ago. And so as a result, they created a foundation uh, for teen suicide prevention, sort of the focus, and promoting mental health for young adults. And um, they do different events and galas around this area year-round, from what I was told by Ernie. But, yeah, it's uh, rememberingjordan.org. And, um, yeah, that's that's basically the theme of suicide prevention. And, like I said, he was a big fan, or so I found out from Ernie. He was a big fan of our group. And so I was like, of course, you know, got to make mention of that, especially when it's local. Absolutely. So That's fantastic. Guys, it's been so great having you here. Uh, world record holder. <laughs> Your wife does things for kids in Rwanda? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Jason, you're from Minnesota. Derek, you play guitar. <laughs> oh, Derek, <laughs> Derek, Derek's a doctor. Derek, he jumps oh, on guitar. bandwagon. Right. Yes. Yeah. That I Actually, I did know that. Yeah. Jazz guitar, correct? Is that mm-hmm. yeah. correct? Yeah. Very useful. Absolutely. Yeah. Guys, it's been a ton of fun. You're a blast. Thank you so much for being here. If you want to check out the band, give me some social media links. Give me your website so people can check out uh, when things come out. Are we on the internet? <laughs> furtherseamsforever.com and Facebook Twitter I think it's at FSF official Instagram Instagram yeah fantastic awesome guys thank you so much it's been great having you here for those of you that want to check me out on Twitter I am at Daniel Dot for more ESPN music podcasts please subscribe in the listen tab of the ESPN app 
Until next time, keep spinning those records. 